In Hilchas Avedah Zarah, Perak Zayin, the Rambam discusses the mitzvah of destroying Avedah Zarahs and the different laws about when one can have Hanah and when one cannot have Hanah from Avedah Zarah. The Rambam begins by saying it's a mitzvah to destroy Avedah Zarah and their accessories, and in Eretz Yisrael it's a mitzvah to hunt for it versus in Chutz Laaretz, one does not have to actually hunt for it. The Avedah Zarah, its accessories, offerings, and anything made for it is also to have Hanah from or benefit in any way. One who does have benefit from them gets malchus twice because they're transgressing two separate leisases. If an animal is sacrificed to an Avedah Zarah, all of its parts are also to benefit from, including its excrement, its bones, horns, hooves, and its hide. And because of this, an example of where this is applicable is if someone sees a hide in the marketplace that has a hole where the heart is, they may not purchase it because it's a sign that may have been used for Avedah the Ramam continues and says there's a difference between a Jew's Avedazar and a non-Jew's. A non-Jew's Avedazar is usher to benefit from immediately, versus a Jew's Avedazar only becomes usher once it's served. The accessories of Avedazar, though, are usher to benefit only once it's used regardless of whom it belongs to. If one makes an Avedazar for others, he can use the money he got from selling it, even though he gets makas for making the Avedazar, the money he gets is mutter to use. If one buys scrap metal from a guy and discovers Avaitazar in it, he should return them to the guy if possible, especially if he gave the money but didn't do the actual Kenyan, or the same if he did the Kenyan but didn't give the actual money. If he found it after the fact, he can't give them back, he must throw them into the Yamamelech, because it's his and he must destroy them. Similarly, with a Geru inherits from his father, and there was Avaitazar there, and he has a, a and this father had a, a, another son, which is not technically his brother, but biologically is his brother, he could tell him, why don't we split it up where you take the Avaitazar and I'll take the money? Or a similar arrangement, as long as it's before he actually owns it. But once he comes into his Rishus, he loses it and he must destroy it. The Ramam continues and says, We're allowed to benefit from images made by Gayim, which were made for aesthetic purposes, for beauty, but not ones that were made for Avedazara. If someone finds articles or vessels that have images of the sun or the moon or drakain, it's a machlekes of what drakain is on them, so then if they are silver or gold or other expensive material, it's usher to have enough from them. But if it's made from cheaper material, we assume that it's for beauty and it's okay to benefit from them. Avaitazar is Asabramasha, which means that if let's say you had a cup that was made of that was Avaitazara and it got mixed in with a thousand other cups, they're all Asar and we can't have any benefit from all of them. The ash from an Avaitazara that was burned is also Asar to benefit from, and the same thing is with a burning coal of Avaitazara. But the flame itself is mutter. The Ramam continues and explains that as a general rule, a Safik Avaitazara is Asar, but a Sveksveka is mutter. An example of a Sveksveka might be if, let's say, a cup of Avaitazara got mixed with a hundred or a thousand cups of mutter cups, and then from those package of cups, one of those cups went and got mixed in with other cups, then that second group would be mutter because of Sveksveka. For more details, see the parak inside. The Ramam continues and says that the shade from the trunk of an Asherah tree, or a tree that has an Avaitazara under it, the, ch- the shade of that trunk, is also to benefit from it. But one can sit under its branches and leaves and get shade from those parts of the trees. The Ramam continues and says that young birds who are in a nest that are in an Asherah tree, and they are old enough that they don't need their mother, it's mutter to have enough from them. But if they do need their mother, it's Asr. The nest itself, though, that's mutter. Wood from such a tree is also forbidden to have benefit from it. If a fire was kindled with it, it must be extinguished and started again with other wood. And bread baked with a fire fueled by this wood is Asr. The Ramam says it's mutter to plant underneath an Asherah tree, since the earth which is permitted has a part in the plant's growth. Now whenever something mutter and something Asr is causing something else, we usually we say it's mutter, but there are some exceptions to so speak to your Rav about it. 
The Ram continues and says that meat, wine, and fruits are prepared for idols are not usur until they are actually brought before it. But anything that is found in the temple of an idol is already usur, even water or salt. And if a person ate it, they, got, they would get malchus. One is not allowed to benefit from things that are placed on an idol, like clothes, vessels, or money. If, however, the idol is not in its usual place of worship, and the item was found placed in a disparaging way, one could benefit from it. Iron Marcolos of it is an exception, and no matter how it's placed, it's forbidden to use. A shrine for an idol that had a bathhouse or a garden, one can use it as long as they don't have to provide any appreciation return. The final halacha of the Rambam is that one can bathe in a bathhouse with an idol, since it's for aesthetic purposes only, unless it's specifically served that way.